Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the Inside Scoop. I'm David Owen. The pandemic changed an awful lot about all of our lives. That fateful day in March of 2020 was uh, something I think we'll all remember, Friday the 13th, no less. So fast forward two and a half years and most of our teachers and students are back in classrooms, but not all of them. Cobb offers the option to sign up for online schooling through the Cobb Online Learning Academy, or COLA as we like to call it. To help us understand this new academy and how it came about is Assistant Principal Dave Church. Dave, welcome to the Inside Scoop. Thanks, David. You recently got a new principal at your school, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, We got Dr. Jean Walker. She came to us from Campbell. Yeah, yeah. And she is a, a great principal. Um, I did not ask her to be here because she just got there. And the reason I wanted to have a podcast with you is to learn a little more about where COLA has come from and what the current state is. And I'll, I'll give her a little time to, to get her feet wet <laughs> at the, the near location. Tell us a little bit about how COLA came to exist. So online education is not new. Um, it's been around forever. Even in Cobb County, we've had a version of, of online school through CBA, mm-hmm. uh, which was a part-time option for kids. And when uh, we went fully virtual in March of 2020 and teachers were tasked with teaching online and in person and schools were tasked with managing that, um, it wasn't very, uh, it wasn't a realistic expectation. Yeah. So COLA went, went fully online. Um, we became our own school and merged with Cobb Horizon. Um, CTLS is a big part of that. So it's been around for a while as well, but now we're the we're the biggest drivers of change for CTLS. Yeah, uh, our teachers find out what they need for uh, effective instruction and assessment and feedback and communication, and that drives changes for the whole county. So why do you, why do families go with an online option as opposed to you know having the kids go to actual building brick and mortar? Yeah, so that's a great question that comes up all the time. Uh, COVID was a big driver at the beginning. Sure. But what we find now is that uh, there's a lot of personal reasons why students choose to come to us. Uh-huh. Um, we have some students who are very high-level athletes who travel a lot. We have uh, equestrian people. We have uh, high-level figure skaters and dancers who need the, <laughs> need the flexibility that we offer. I would never have guessed that. We, I mean, yeah. uh, not that we don't have a county full of very talented kids, but right. really? Uh, athletes and... So our, our founding tagline was learning, period, everywhere, period. Yeah. Uh, so when kids say, well, I have to travel to California for a dance competition, we say, uh-huh. no, no problem at all. Like, they can just keep it going and not miss a beat. As long as they've got online access, they're correct. fine. Yeah, that's correct. That is really cool. Yep. Wow. Okay. So parents, that <laughs> you're losing the opportunity to uh, tell your kids no to that traveling baseball team. Well, um, and the the image okay. that people come up with right away is these uh-huh. these students are maybe isolated and yeah. uh, sick, and, sick and total introverts. And uh, you know, I'm an introvert myself. Um, that's why you're on a podcast. That's right? correct. That's correct. <laughs> uh, but you know, the the kids that come to us for a variety of reasons, and some are personal health issues or some social emotional issues or mm-hmm. some, some big event that keeps them from attending a, a traditional school. Um, but that's not always the case. And if, we try to do a good job of, of highlighting those students yeah. through our social media as well, just to so, let people know. It really sounds like you got a, a pretty diverse uh, <laughs> range of, of reasons for doing online. Um, so one of the, the phrases or uh, two different terms that I've heard is synchronous and asynchronous. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and, and which one applies to COLA? Sure. So uh, we are primarily synchronous, which means there's a live teacher giving instruction and uh-huh. students are live uh, interacting with each other. 
Uh, asynchronous would be more like a CBA model, which is Cobb's Virtual Academy, uh-huh. where students are left to work through modules on their own. They still have, uh, you know, they can call in and get email support from a teacher, um, but it may not be immediate. It right. may not be live. So our teachers, with that live instruction, um, we can diagnose problems right away. We can adjust, you know, uh, lessons on the fly based on feedback from students. So it's, it's like yeah. having a phone conversation instead of leaving voicemails for each other. Kind That's of right. Thing, yeah. Right? Yeah. And you've been in meetings where, you know, you're on Zoom, you got 30 screens on the camera. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's what the teacher sees. So when you walk into a teacher's classroom, you see their decorations, you see their family pictures, and they got these big monitors out. They look like stock traders. They have two big <laughs> monitors and their laptop, and they got their email over here, and they got the kids over here, and their lesson wow. that they're sharing over here. And they're just going back and forth through all of it. And they're answering questions live, and they're giving that instruction. Um, and it's, it's really cool to see. In fact, when people come to visit the school, instead of walking around to the offices, we pull up one of those big Recordex screens, and I'll go into a class, and they'll be able to see what's going on in that classroom and how That's effective cool. our teachers are at, at just making adjustments on the fly and, and so, addressing those kids' needs. So you can give parents and, and students, uh, like, tours, literal uh, tour yeah. of, okay. Yeah, we could. Um, we don't get a ton of visitors, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, of, we get a lot of emails and phone calls. We don't yeah. get a ton of Kind of goes against the whole concept, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're trying to break that stigma too. Yeah. You know, online learning is, is flexible. It's uh, student centered. Um, it's not just for kids who never want to leave the house. Yeah, that, so. that's a very important yep. point. Curiosity is killing me. I haven't been to your facility. What does it actually look like? Is it? Is it, part of my don't don't get offended by this. Yeah. <laughs> part of me has got this image of like I don't know a. a telemarketer boiler room kind of look of uh, cubicles. Um, and then another thought would be classrooms that have no kids in them, but just a teacher and computer and that sort of thing. What, what does it look like yeah, physically? So, so we're a happy mix of that thing. So I, I have that same <laughs> image. They say we're going to send this uh, online academy. You're going to go work there. And I was uh-huh. picturing that. It's big room full of teachers, right. headphones on, just, just talking to kids. Yeah. Um, but Cobb County bought a building in Smyrna. Is an office building that's been converted into uh, Cobb Horizon is housed there. Oh, CBA that, is housed there. That's and in, we're housed um, there. Where is that? The, the exchange? It's called the exchange, yeah. Okay. We're in between Windy Hill and Terrell Mills. It's a commercial area. Yeah. Um, but it's a great fit for all of our academic alternative programs. Um, it's kind of centrally located to where a lot of our students come from. Our, our teachers love the professionalism of it. They have their own office. They have all the technology set up. Um, they still have that contact and interaction with the kids, but they don't have all of the uh, hallway duty and bus duty. You know, at four, <laughs> at four o'clock, the last <laughs> class is finished, and uh, we just get up and go home. And wow. there's no need to, you know, clear kids off campus. Or None of us went into education to work in an office, build, office building full of adults, but that's exactly <laughs> what we do. Like, there's, there's no kids on our floor. Um, that's interesting. I yeah. never thought of it as, uh, like, a, a different professional environment. Yeah. It's not that schools aren't, but let's face it, you got a bunch of teenagers mm-hmm. walking around the hallways. It doesn't quite feel like an office. Right. right. <laughs> so um, what about attendance? I, I know that uh, particularly with high schoolers, uh, do you have a, a problem getting attendance? Or are they putting pictures of themselves up in front of the camera and you're having to stretch to believe that that's actually them? So, so that took some training <laughs> yeah. uh, with the students. Um, I think they were conditioned from the original March 2020 yeah. to just log in, put that black screen up, yeah. and call it a day. They can't do that, right? They can't do that. No, we have we have kids on camera. Um, we have live instruction. We have a dedicated advisement period every morning where an advisor will make sure that kid is set up and their technology is working and they're ready for the day. 
Uh, we know that when kids aren't live on camera and interacting, then there's, there's no learning happening yeah. uh, without that engagement. So that's Absolutely. a big part of, of our success. And we get pushback, but just like any school is going to get pushback on their policies, whether it's dress code or whatever. Um, but we stand by it and we, we have reasons to back it up and, and kids get in there and they and it, show up. I would imagine it's kind of like, uh, uh, say, a comedian. Uh, don't, don't take this the wrong way, but uh, a comedian with an audience. Right. If a comedian's in an empty room, it's kind of hard t- for them to do their thing. Right. right. And a teacher's the same way. Right. You have to be able to read your audience That's right, to yeah. navigate where you go. So, uh, and, and I'm just curious, what, how do the teachers feel about that type of interaction yeah. with students? So our, our teachers love it. They yeah. chose to come to, to our program. Uh-huh. Um, when we hired everybody, basically, in, uh, before our first year, we hired 45 teachers. We're up to over 60 teachers now. Oh, wow. Uh, mostly from Cobb, but we got them from all over uh, Georgia and even from out of state. Um, like I said, they, they love that ability to use instructional technology. A lot of these people were uh, trailblazers in their school for uh-huh. kind of being innovative and being creative. You talked about uh, being able to read the audience, and in education, is a big thing. Being able to take those cues that maybe a student doesn't understand it, or maybe they're ready to move on, or maybe they need more help. Yeah. Um, having that, that camera presence is, is important. And we've also invested a lot in instructional technology to increase engagement and get that feedback going back and forth between kids and teachers. Okay, so they, they kind of, their mind gets to the point where they're, they're feeling like they're with their students Correct. to some extent. yeah, absolutely. Okay. Are they actually wearing headsets like you uh, some do, and some yeah. teachers do. They like the the feedback, and they like the to yeah. hear it live. Some don't. Um, it's up to you know we don't require it. Um, we do ask for like a quiet place where they can learn, like a dedicated place. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes the the household could be um, a little chaotic. You know, maybe there's younger siblings or pets running around. Um, but this is this is what we deal with. You know, it's okay. You got to deal with realities. learning everywhere. Yeah. So how many students do you serve? I mean, you, a minute ago, you mentioned like 60 teachers. Yeah, that's, we're, we're about 800 students now from grades 6 to 12. Wow. That's, yep. So that's like a small high school. It is, yeah, to be a, a very small high school. Okay, yeah. no, yeah. I, I kind of made an assumption. What, what grade levels do you serve? So we're grades 6 to 12. Okay. Uh, and we're pretty evenly split between middle school and high school. Okay. Yep. Do you find a difference between those types of students? Um, no, I'll tell you, you talked about engagement and being on camera. Middle school kids are all front and center. Uh-huh. They're ready to share, right? They're ready to participate. Overshare. High school <laughs> students, um, they still participate and share, but we get a little bit more avoidance in the high school students. Uh, so I'll tell you, a big push this year, and this came from feedback from parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first opened in that first year, our main focus was that academic program, making sure our students wouldn't fall behind, making sure if they went back to their local school, they wouldn't be... Uh, you know, out of place. Um, But feedback from parents came back really quick that they wanted more social engagement. So last year we added clubs where students could just interact online. This year we're doing it twice a week. Uh, We're also got pretty flexible with our schedule. So Fridays we're organizing field trips and opportunities for kids to come on campus and learn. Uh, So we're doing small group study sessions. Uh, This Friday we have a middle school group going to Jonquil Park, which is in Smyrna. Okay, so these are are physical things, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, it's not like, oh, look, kids, here's a picture of the park. We're we're getting them in person, getting them together. (laughs) Wow, that's So at the end of last year, we finished with a middle school kind of celebration, like a traditional middle school field day. And over uh, over 200 of our middle school kids showed up. And the connections that we made in that one day, like outweighed any connection we made throughout the whole year virtually. Just being able to meet That's the student cool. and talk to them and get to yeah. know them and seeing them interact with each other was so valuable. And so we made a, a conscious decision right then that we're going to do this from day one. Yeah. So we had a, a traditional kickoff event where we brought parents on campus and students on campus. 
Uh, like I said, starting this Friday, we're doing um, field day type stuff where kids are meeting in the community. We have a, a college trips planned for our high school kids. Uh, we're going to bring them in person to sit down at a table and go over that math homework. So we have that day wow. that's available for that interaction, which I think is going to meet a lot of needs of our students in our community. That is really, really cool. Okay, I got uh, maybe one of the toughest questions you'll face today. Okay. What's your mascot? Uh, we don't have a mascot. Oh, come on. We don't have one. Um, there were some things thrown around when we first opened. <laughs> like uh, what? Uh, the capacitors was one. Uh, the chargers was another one. And it was a, it was a horse that was an actual charger <laughs> for like a phone. So I, we just, uh, we passed on that for now. Um, not a priority. Huh? Not a priority. But you know what? We, that first year we, we bought a ton of cola gear for the staff just yeah. to get them kind of geared up. You know, you can't go around with no, no cola gear. And our kids kept asking like, when can we get some? When can we get some? So this year we started selling some. Um, so you'll probably run into some Cobb Online Learning Academy t-shirts out in the community. If you see them at Publix or something, make sure you say hi. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, you, you really might want to consider reaching out to, uh, I don't know, Coca-Cola? <laughs> see if you can get a sponsorship like a or something. corporate sponsorship. Yeah, I yeah. think that'd be yeah. awesome. That uh, would be awesome. Uh, yeah. Your mascot could be a bottle. That's right. You know, Cola <laughs> came up, uh, that nickname, it came up at a board meeting uh-huh. when the Cobb Online Learning Academy was first being kind of introduced and, yeah. and tossed around. And one of the board members said, oh, COLA, that's what we're going to call it. And, Boom. and that literally is, is how it started, <laughs> I think. Oh, well. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what about things like band and chorus and drama? It seems like that'd be kind of hard to do. It's a challenge. Uh, we offer uh, middle school music as a connections class, which okay. is cool. Uh, it's more of a, a composition kind of focus and a theory focus. Okay. Uh, there's some pretty cool instructional technology that allows kids to play. Uh, independently, yeah. that can be merged together. So I've, I've saw some of that during the pandemic. That's right. right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, cool. you know, even the teacher can the student can play it and record it, and uh, the teachers gets feedback based on that program. Yeah, they can tell if you're off key or not from the program. <laughs> wow. um, they are missing out on that that kind of group performance. I, I don't know. We're, we're trying to kind of brainstorm how we can recreate that, but we have yet to that come is, up with a, that's a solution. That's genius. For that. So a minute ago, you were talking about. Um, uh, high schoolers being able to get exposure to college stuff. That brings up the question, mm-hmm. how, how do colleges look at students who have gone through this program? Is it just like any other school? Is it, uh, how do they see that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we graduated 80 students last year. Uh, our senior class is probably our smallest grade level just mm-hmm. because I think a lot of students maybe didn't want to leave their home school in right. the final year. Sure. This year we have you know, over 100 seniors. Um, we graduated 80 last year. We had acceptances into Georgia Tech, into UGA. Um, tons of kids going to West Georgia, KSU. Yeah. Um, similar patterns I think you'd find in a traditional school in Cobb yeah. uh, as far as attendance and where those kids are going. I, you know, I, I would think that colleges would prefer it because a lot of the stuff in colleges mm-hmm. now is online, right? Well, most people my age or your age have probably taken an online master's program or an online specialist program. Yeah, yeah. But that, that student's uh, ability to innovate and be flexible yeah. and uh, be proficient in technology, you're right, those are all very valuable skills I think colleges look at um, when, they, when they accept our kids. And time management. Sure, yeah. I mean, Personal it, responsibility, the, all yeah, those things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is there a diet cola? <laughs> There's not. And, you know, there. Uh, I guess diet cola would be the EVP, maybe the elementary <laughs> virtual program. Okay, um, and we'll get them on. I yeah. mean, that that to me that seems like an even bigger challenge because yeah. you've got these young kids with all the energy. That and might. their model's a little bit different. Yeah, you know, they don't work in the building with us. So okay. we're six to twelve. We have our own building. We kind of treat them all as one staff, one school. Do you expect to receive their so-called graduates? We do, yeah. A lot of them roll straight up into sixth grade. Okay. And just like our eighth graders rolled straight into ninth grade, 
Um, there's not that big transition year, which we know is so challenging for families to go from a middle school to a high school. Yeah. There was no transition year. They just go from eighth grade to ninth grade. It's just another Different break. teachers, same programs. Yeah. yeah. Same administrators, same contact, same expectations, same schedule, everything. So That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, this is, gosh, I, hate, I really hate this phrase, but it, it really does apply, paradigm shift. Yeah, absolutely. Um, your expectations of what school means have, uh, just totally refocuses. And some um, of our students, they've been online. For, this is their third year online. Okay. Some of yeah. them are juniors in high school and have never been to their local high school. This wow. is the only high school they know. Same goes for teachers. We have uh, some new teachers who have never taught in person. In a brick-and-mortar yeah. scenario. Yeah. Wow. Are they any different from your... Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, how, you know how, how hard it is to unlearn things, right? I'd say our most successful teachers are the ones who have embraced that instructional technology and really um, just been really creative in their approach to how to use the time and how to, how to reach the kids. The uh-huh. teachers who struggled a little bit and maybe the students and parents who struggled are the ones who take that experience they had in a traditional school mm-hmm. and try to shove it into the uh, online platform. Yeah. Right? And sometimes it's apples and oranges. We got to do it differently. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Let's say somebody's listening to this. They're, they're a high school graduate and yep. they're looking to get into education. Are there courses where they can learn specifically how to be a teacher in online learning? Or yeah. is that just a school of hard knocks? As they say? Now, I know Kennesaw State uh, has some courses in okay. online instruction uh-huh. and uh, instructional technology is, is a big thing. Um, we've asked for student teachers. We've had a couple uh, visitors from KSU come to our campus and work with us on a short-term basis just to get exposure to it. Um, online learning is not gonna go away. Yeah. We're, just, we're fortunate to work in a district that's so big that they can dedicate the resources, whether it's technology or human resources and facilities, to 800 kids, yeah. which is less than 1% of the population of all of our students. Yeah, you know, most districts true. wouldn't be able to do that. And we, we do, so it seems kind of new and unique. Um, but it's not. I mean, there's statewide programs. They just don't do it as well as we do because they don't have that um, that live instruction. They don't have that social interaction. Uh-huh. Uh, really, what we're hoping to end up with is more of a kind of a hybrid model yeah. where we have a campus that students can come to. And we can make those connections. They can get that one-on-one personal help. Uh, we have kids from literally every attendant zone in uh-huh. Cobb County. Something cool I put on our website, I've made like a heat map of uh, where all the kids yeah. kind of live and there's blue dots everywhere it's a perfect shape of Cobb County huh. um, just showing how diverse our school is and, and all the different experiences and backgrounds our kids come to us with uh, which is a challenge but I also see that as a strength yeah. um, it's, it's something really cool that our kids can experience that other students don't well Dave thanks for coming in uh, the, this has been very informative for me and hopefully the, the listeners have, have found it likewise We've been talking with Dave Church of the Cobb Online Learning Academy. If you found the podcast to be helpful, make sure you follow or subscribe to it, depending on what your pod provider calls it. And uh, for the most direct listening experience, you can go to our district homepage, CobbK12.org, and click on that tiny little icon in the upper right corner. Uh, To me, it looks like a little person with a halo. So thanks, and we'll see you again on the next edition of The Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.